Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fail was. Welcome to episode 18. In Michigan. In Michigan. We don't have kids today. They are uh, playing with their cousins and we didn't want to bother them. So it's just us. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Indiana Dunes National Park and the west side of Michigan. Before we get started today, I want to make sure you're following us on the Feolas Instagram account. And our Facebook page. We also have a YouTube, which you can see on our website, that has our podcast on it. So if you'd rather listen to this podcast on the YouTube page, check that out. And if you want the show notes for this episode, you can find it at thefeolas.com slash 18. We will have all links, pictures, and anything that we talk about from this episode in that post. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time exploring Michigan. Like 30-something years. We lived in Michigan for (laughs) all the way up until... December, January, January of 2019. Then we moved on. And before we had an RV, we did tons of camping. Yeah, we were big tent campers and sometimes hotel stayers in the winter on little getaways and stuff. So we have a lot to say about Michigan. A lot of exploring happened before and after we bought our RV. Before and after kids. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm sick again. I don't think you're sick. I think it's just allergies or something. Or just, I was up late. <laughs> you just have a dry throat. Yeah. <laughs> I drank a lot of liquid this morning, so I don't think it's that. Let's start with a little bit of like location of Michigan and lakes and how it's set up. Because we're only going to talk about the west side of the state, lower peninsula. But I just kind of want to give like, I mean, you know Michigan, I'm sure. if You, <laughs> you know what Michigan looks like. Hold up your hand <laughs> and follow along. Exactly. Let's start with Lake Superior. Lake Superior is Tony's favorite. My favorite. The big lake. This is located north of the Upper Peninsula between Michigan and Canada. We will talk about this area later in a different podcast. We're going to probably do maybe two or three while we're here in Michigan on Michigan. I think it'll be easier to break it up. Okay. Um, Lake Superior is the largest. And it's the largest by surface area in the world. So it's a big deal. And the third largest by volume. So it holds 10% of the world's surface freshwater. I think there's, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think there's several quadrillion gallons of water in it. I don't even know what that number is, but. (laughs) And it's cold. I think if you empty it into the United States, it'll cover the entire United States in one foot of water. Yeah, I think I saw that too. That's crazy. Yeah. Lake Superior in the Upper Peninsula has a lot to talk about. So we will do a different episode on that one. On the east side of the state is Lake Huron. And Lake Huron and Lake Michigan are connected at the bridge. Straits of Mackinac. Yep, by the Straits of Mackinac. So if you're on the west side of the bridge, that's considered Lake Michigan. East side of the bridge, that's considered Lake Huron. So if you're in Mackinac or Drummond Island or any of those, you're in Huron. Yep, technically. 
And then you have the best lake in the United States. Second best, but. Lake Michigan on the west side, which I am obsessed with. I love the lake. I think it's gorgeous. I have a conflicting opinion on my, on our battle, our rivalry between Lake Superior and Lake Michigan. Lake Superior, I think, is a better lake. It's just, it's colder water. It's nicer water. It's prettier. But Lake Michigan has the best beaches in the world, I think. But what do you mean prettier? I don't, it, it looks like the same. No. If I closed your eyes and put you in the middle of the lake and then closed your eyes and put you in the middle of Lake Michigan, you would not know the difference, except for it was colder. <laughs> yeah, instantly no. <laughs> but I do love Lake Michigan. It's we, We've always had, like, the best beach days there, Lake Michigan, all over. It is the second largest of the Great Lakes and the third largest. I didn't know this. It's the third largest by surface area. Lake Huron is actually bigger than Lake Michigan. Yeah. It's not as deep, though. So let's talk about the west side of the state. Sure. I think my favorite part about, and the west side of the state, we're talking, if you're looking at your hand, pretty much straight down your middle finger all the way down. Is that your middle finger? Pointer finger? Index finger? I don't know what that is. Yeah, your middle finger? Yeah, middle finger, <laughs> straight down. So if you're in Mackinac City, straight down yeah, is what we're we, talking. Yeah, we could do that. So from my, the tip of your middle finger all the way down to the, yeah, straight down to your wrist. My favorite parts about that section of Michigan is the sand is beautiful. It's not a rocky coast. You have a lot of fun beach towns. And I know you have beach towns on the east side too and in the UP, but they're not like these. These are like schmancy fancy <laughs> yeah and there's all kinds of different like events and stuff that mm-hmm. like grand haven has the coast guard festival which is a great time they got awesome beaches there we used to spend a lot of time in frankfurt in alberta we used to beach camp there yes on, oh, some on of the my, actual sand some of probably some of our greatest my greatest camping memories Oh yeah, the best part. The best part is you're on the water and it's windy, so you don't have mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> so you have no mosquitoes. You're camping in sand, so you're not getting like dirty. And yeah, we would camp like 25 feet from the shoreline. It was amazing. Is 25 feet the required? Amount I don't know. <laughs> if it's not. We're just kidding. It's farther away. Yeah. <laughs> we would just camp at the minimum required distance, whatever that might be. Exactly. But we're able to see fireworks from our tent right over the beach. It yeah, was Frankfurt really cool. used to do, like, we used to try to make it a um, like an annual thing where we'd go up there 4th of July and camp for, like, a week. And we could watch the fireworks right over the bay. It was awesome. It is gorgeous. And that's at the northern part of you know, Michigan at the Southern part, the very, very Southern part actually in Indiana. Um, but we actually stayed in Michigan. So I'm going to include it in this is Indiana Nash or Indian. How do you say the Indiana dunes national park? Yep. And we just went there for the first time on this trip on the way here to Michigan. We stayed in Buchanan, Michigan at a thousand trails. Yep. Bear cave RV park. And yeah, just a couple things about that park. It's a cool park, but it's very small. Um, if you it's have a, a small park, and it's you can tell that it was designed um, before RVs were ginormous. 
<laughs> so a lot of the sites, like they have a limited number of full hookup sites. A lot of those people are like permanent or seasonal. So, or, you know, they just have their stuff there year round or whatever. But um, the other ones are like partial hookup, like water and electric. That's what we stayed in, right? That's what we had. And the ty- the sites are a little smaller, a little tighter. Yeah. And there's a lot of trees, which is cool. Like, you know, it's a very woods feeling. Our slide actually hit the tree. We had to move yeah. it in. You had to bring the slide in like an inch so it didn't touch the tree anymore. But there's a there's there was a handful of sites. Like you can we our rig's thirty six feet and we fit in our site lengthwise, no problem. And I probably could have scooted over a little bit. Just when we pulled in, like the picnic table was right in the way and like I just didn't feel like getting out and moving it over. A whole bunch of people standing. Yeah, the, at you. the people next to us. <laughs> They had a big old shindig going down. I didn't want to like. And yeah, take up their space. But we made it work. We were good. We were only going to be there to go to Indiana State Dunes. So it wasn't a big deal for us. Yep. Yeah, we were only there for two nights. The place does have laundry, river, pool, and they actually have a cave as well. Yeah, yeah the bear cave, but it was closed for the season by the time we got there. Is that because there's bears in it? I don't think so we drove about what forty five minutes south mm-hmm. to Indiana Dunes National Park. Yep. What are your thoughts? Meh. I'm surprised it's a national park. Yeah. So it, we've been I, to how many before this? I think that was our fourteenth national park. We've been to thirteen national parks before this, and uh, this one wasn't very national parky to me. Yeah, it's just, it was, a, I think, a national lakeshore before they converted it to a national park. They probably could have just left it a national lakeshore because it's kind of laid out weird. It's spread There's out. There's residential in, in, mixed in with it. Um, there's a steel mill in the middle of it. There's. It's very, like, there was, cons- I mean, this isn't all the time either, but there was a lot of construction happening as well. Or not, I don't even know if it necessarily if it was construction, but. Beaches were closed. Yeah. You couldn't go down in certain areas. Like, they had, like, overgrowth. Yeah, the lake, there's a spot called the Lakeview Pavilion. And it would be really cool. It was, But the stairs were closed off to go down to the beach. And it looks like they brought in a bunch of huge boulders for, like, the shoreline. Kind of like a break wall looking thing. So there's no beach there anymore. Mm-hmm. And those rocks are not like Michigan rocks. No, no, they're brought in. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting, I mean, there was a lot of construction, a lot of beaches closed, a lot of like overgrowth, like trees were hanging over and it just didn't seem, and I like, national parks try to keep things very nat, like natural looking, but they're very clean. Mm-hmm. And like even in, you know, even in the other um, National Lakeshore, Pitchard Rocks area, um, that area is gorgeous. Yeah. Even Sleeping Bear, is that a national? It's a uh, is national a, lakeshore. Sleeping Bear is? Yeah. Even there is like very clean and like there is the beach grass and there's like beach areas, but it's very natural looking. Yeah. This was very overgrowth, like like they need to do a controlled burn. <laughs> so, and, yeah. It was, and grow something that's supposed to it grow. It just didn't have a national park feel. Mm-mm. Like I, I feel like it's just all they did was just put a bunch of uh, – national park signs and insignia on stuff it just doesn't look maintained you know i don't know 
I, it was my least favorite. Exactly. I think, and we all agree, all four of us. Now, we did not do the bogs. I didn't know there were bogs until after I had left there. So that might have been cool. But even with those, like, I feel like that would make it cool, but more state park-ish. Yeah. Than... And there's a state park smack dab in the middle of the national park. Yeah, which is interesting. The other thing, too, though, the one good thing about it, let's end on a positive, it's pet-friendly. Yeah. And almost no national parks are. So that was really cool that it was pet-friendly. You could take the, you can literally take your dogs on all the trails. Yep. We the did. Sand. We did a hike. We did the Mount Baldy mm-hmm. overlook, and we walked under the beach. And the dogs went out there with us, and they came out on the beach, and you can do that. And they can go swimming, but you're supposed to keep them leashed the yep. whole time. There was no swimming the day we were there. It was very windy, and there was like six-foot waves. Yeah. Maybe that added to it because the whole point of going to dunes is to like sit on the beach and, you know, take in the sun. So maybe that added to our feeling, but. And it's always a good feeling to sit on wherever. Like we sat on the bluff overlooking the beach and like took pictures of the waves, you know. Anytime you look out over Lake Michigan is a good day. But it's definitely not Sleeping Bear Dunes. No. I'd like to see one of those turned into a national park before this one, but. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Sleeping Bear Dunes <laughs> since it's on the west side. Yeah. Uh, I've been here many times and, by the way, on gloomy days and they were just fine. Yep. <laughs> um, but Traverse City area, that whole area is just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, a really cool place to visit. I love that area. I love going up there. The Traverse City is like a small little town that you can like walk around and they have cute shops and great places to eat and some breweries, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And they have really fun events. They have the Cherry Festival every year. Yep. That's we've a been huge to that. festival. Yep. But if you go to Empire, that's an amazing little beach town. There's all kinds of beach access, cool parking, there's cool playgrounds right on the beach. We've Lots been there of places a lot. to camp. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's uh, right in the area. There's a pet-friendly beach up there, too. Oh, yeah, we went there. We've had the dogs there before. Mm-hmm. Typically, if, there's, if they're not dog-friendly, we don't go out there, but we have once in a while. If it's not busy, <laughs> if there's nobody there, we'll maybe just run around. But That area is gorgeous, though, and yeah. I love I love going up there. The sand is so nice to walk in and clean, and the beach grass is clean, and there's no overgrowth, and it's honestly well-kept. Yeah. And there's a, there's, if you really want to, if you're really into sand activities, there's so many multiple hikes there. Like they have the dune climb, which is just a massive dune hill. The girls did it. Yeah. And then then they have a, from there, once you do the dune climb, you can actually hike out to Lake Michigan, which I think it's about a mile. Feels like 10 miles. Because you're walking up and down dunes and through, you know, bottomless sand. And if it's a sunny day in the summer, it will be hot on your feet. So be prepared. Most people underestimate that hike from the dune climb to the lake. Even the dune climb doesn't look that big. We went there at the end of our day one time. And I was like, man, I just want to hang out here down at the bottom. The kids wanted to run up. And I'm like, sure, go ahead. And they got all the way to the top, and they just went over that hill. And I didn't think they would do that, and it, like, freaked me out because I couldn't see them at all. Yeah. And they were, like, 
little dots up at the top. Yeah, little dots. And yeah, I had that small mama panic attack. Like, why did I let him do that? And then we were yelling for him, but it, it's so far up, they yeah, barely heard us. Not a chance they could hear us. And so I was like freaking out. But luckily they came back and then we like motioned for them to come down. Yeah, I've done that before. And then once there's a couple other spots. Um, what about that one spot that's like crazy steep down to the water that has like the warning labels yeah you can walk down from the top of the bluff to the water and i think it's about i want to say it's about 300 yards down but the hill is so steep there's warning signs all over people several people a year need to be rescued from the bottom and it's usually by boat or helicopter and then you, I think the Michigan DNR, when they come get you, charge you like yep. twenty five hundred bucks because there's warnings. Is it twenty five hundred? I thought it was five hundred or something. I, don't know. I was like, I think I was it's kind expensive. of thinking. Yeah, but I was kind of thinking that might be kind of cool to get picked <laughs> get up by the Coast Guard. <laughs> five hundred dollar boat ride. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of people that I've done it long time ago. I did it where you had to call the Coast Guard. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've gone to the bottom. And you can make it from the top to the bottom in like 10 or 15 minutes. And then it's like two hours to get back up. It's easy going down, but it is very difficult to get back up. Yeah, we went to, when we were there, I love all the little shops and walk around places. And when we were there last, the girls were with us. We stopped at the ice cream place, right? The cherry ice cream place. Yeah, that was in, I think, Glen Arbor. Which is in between, in between Empire, Traverse City, and Empire. I think okay. it's kind of like the northern part of the Dune area, Sleeping Bear Dunes. Yeah, and it was like all cherry themed. It's funny because we were walking up to it, and I'm like, I'm not a big fan of cherry, so uh, you know, because it was like cherry. I don't know, like the name of the place was cherry something. Yeah, and I was like, I'm like, I'm not a big fan of cherry, so I'll get something else. And we get up there, <laughs> every single. Ice cream had cherry in it. Yep. <laughs> it's like you want mint. cherry ice cream. You want ice cream with cherries. You want cherry <laughs> topping. It was like mint chocolate chip and cherries. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what I got, but it was actually good. Yeah, I'll, I think we each got something different, and they were, they were all tasty. And up in that area that we went to the lifeguard museum. So you get to walk out. There's a um, old lifeguard, not lifeguard, but life-saving station. And there's a barn, and they have, like, you can see the kind of like some train tracks or rails coming out of the barn out to the water. And that's where they used to have their life-saving boats. So they would they'd get a call or whatever, and this was way back in the day. And I think there's a lighthouse there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the guys would live there. And they'd go, have to go out on the water, save people. But that's cool. There's a lot yeah. of information there, like l- little interpretive signs. That and was stuff really all cool. Over. So why didn't they keep the boat in the water? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe keep it protected. I don't think I even asked that then, but now I'm like wondering why they didn't do that. But there's a boardwalk. You can go You down can see and, one of the old boats, too. And yeah. they have the boat inside the shed thing. And there's like glass windows you can see in. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Mm-hmm. There was something else really cool about that place. I don't remember what it was. Oh, they moved the... I mean, this isn't that cool, but it was cool to me. They moved the whole building. Yeah. 
It used to be a little further west or north. And they moved the whole building by horses. Yeah. I think like a mile. Yeah, that's insane. Like, just tear it down and rebuild it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe back then it was just easier to move it. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's that northern kind of pinky area of your phone, of your hand. And then you get, like, once you're way up there, you go to... You know, right in the Traverse City area, there's Mission Peninsula, and there's a ton of vineyards there, a lot of a lot of wine if you go there and you like wine. But that's a pretty drive. You can go all the way up to the tip of the Mission Peninsula. And then north and of then there. And on each side, you have a different bay of, there's a Grand Traverse Bay. It's east and west, and that's super pretty. It's all hilly. And lots of uh, water sports. Like, you can oh, yeah. rent tons of different things. You can pretty much rent anything, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you get out on, like, windy days, there's all kinds of windsurfers. And... I do like the – it's funny, though. Um, while I do like Traverse City area, I'm not that big a fan of the Bay Area. I don't think it's as be- nice nice of a beach as, like, the the other side. Well, it's just a lot more built up in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really have like the f- big, wide open beaches there. Mm-hmm. The other side it's has a little bit like more the, closed in, and the sand feels different. I'm obsessed with Michigan, <laughs> Lake Michigan sand. Like when you feel like Michigan sand, you'll know what I'm talking about, and you probably are nodding your head right now if you've felt it. Um, it's just super soft and clean, and very sugary, very sugary and fun to like lay in, and then you have it forever. Yeah. <laughs> It's in your car. It's in your house that you did not take. I mean, it's in our house now because we take our houses everywhere. But even when we had a like a permanent house, somehow that sand ended up in it. Yeah, <laughs> it was great though. Yeah, if you go a little northwest from Traverse City, you run into um, a little town called Leland, Michigan. There's Lake Leland. I'm sorry, Lake Leelanau. But Leland is right on the water, and there's a little place there called Historic Fish Town, and there's all kinds of little shops. They, they make and sell cheese and fish, and there's like all kinds of little fishing boats. There's a little, uh, little dam with a waterfall, and you can fish right there. And you walk out on yeah, like docks. Yeah, it's all floating dock. It's cool. And then if you go to the beach right in Leland, for all the rockhound people who like to scour the beaches, you get Petoskey stones there. You get Leland blues, which are actually not rocks. It's actually leftover um, industrial material. It looks like glass, kind of. But yeah, it looks like blue beach glass. But it's actually like slag that they used to dump into the lake like hundred years ago or something. So. That's what that was fun. We found a lot of little like Leland blues there. Uh-huh. People make jewelry out of them, but they're bright and they're usually very small. We have some. We'll take a picture of some and put it in the show notes because it's really cool to see. You can also Google it, I'm sure. But yep. Uh, but it's it is really cool to search for it. I've never been able to find a Petoskey zone in Me 38 either. years of looking for them. 37 years. <laughs> I'm looking for them. I've, I was in one time when we were beach camping. Um, Kylie and I were just hanging out down at the beach, and I was 
sitting in the water, kneeling in the water, and I was taking her little beach toys. One of them was kind of like a little, uh, kind of like a little sift, and I would just scoop up rocks from the shore when I was sitting in the water and just kind of pan them out looking for Petoskeys. I probably looked at a thousand stones, never found one, and I literally got mild hypothermia because I was in yes. the water so long. You you were in there for like hours, and Lex Kylie's just playing by herself, and you're over there with like her toys. Yeah, <laughs> digging and sifting, and what's funny is you're just freezing. like you're looking at me like this is normal. <laughs> you were like a child out I there. I was on a mission. <laughs> I'm like, honey, we're kind of done at the beach. Just one more. One more scoop. One more scoop. <laughs> nope, never found one. And that was in near Frankfurt, where mm-hmm. that's kind of a hot spot for Petoskey stones, too. But it is a cool area. That whole, like, corner and section. I mean, you could pretty much go to any of those towns. If you want to visit, like, if you're staying in, um, you know, like, the Traverse City area, it takes a while to get to Sleeping Bear Dunes, but it's not, I mean, what, 35, 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Leland is probably 35, 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, all of them are pretty reasonably next to each other uh, if you want to go to all of them. And I highly recommend it because they're all really cool towns. Yeah. I love being on the water and all the, like, the little the little towns with the marinas and stuff like that. I love that atmosphere. Because you always have the sailboats and they're out there clanking in the water, you know. Mm-hmm. You can hear it. If you go a little south of Traverse City is Ludington. And Ludington is near Silver Lake Sand Dunes. Somewhat, yeah. Mears area. Yeah. They're about 35 minutes away mm-hmm. from each other. And that is a really cool area as well. I almost kind of like that area a little better than Traverse City. Well, it depends on what you want to go there for. Yeah, exactly. They have less stuff, but um, like less wineries and stuff. Yeah, I would go to, if, especially the Mirrors and Silver Lake State Park. That is a place that you can actually go out, drive out onto the dunes. Because all these other places, the dunes are protected. Some of them you can't even hike on. You have to have de- be on designated boardwalks and stuff like that. But uh, Silver Lake State Park, you can... Drive. You can drive your ATVs or side by sides, jeeps, trucks, whatever. You and have to have are, a special permit. You have to yeah. have a flag, and then they are only open during certain times. So you go early. I mean, especially if you're there on a busy weekend, I would go very early. I've seen that line. Yeah. All the way down the road. Ho- holiday weekends, they have a voucher system that you have to get ahead of time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you know any other time. It's just going to be a little bit busier. During the week, we've been there and it wasn't busy. But on weekends, it gets pretty busy. And it is a lot of fun. You can drive out. We we drove out there. I think we had the Tahoe at the time. Yep. We drove out and had a picnic right on yep. the water. I think that was in September. So it, was, it wasn't that warm. No, we had sweatshirts on. I remember that. Yep. But it was fun. There was... Barely anybody there at the dunes at the time. It's a fun place to go and watch people fly around. and. Yeah. We used to go there a long time ago on four-wheelers, and some friends had, like, dune buggies and sand rails we used to go with and just go out there and fly around. It's crazy. There's When you first drive into the area, there's a huge hill. Yep. Can you go around that hill? Yeah. 
Okay, did we go around it with the Tahoe? No, we went up and over it. Oh my goodness. Test Hill. Yeah. I might have somewhat died during that, but um, there's a huge hill you can go over. And then once you get in there, then you can just kind of go wherever you want. And there, it's like there's little hills that you can fly over. Or there's, you know, big bowl shaped areas where yeah. people like ride around in. And there's a couple little ponds that are have formed in the inside interior of the park. There's flat spaces where people drag race their stuff. It's and the, cool. They're always changing. The dunes are always changing. We have not taken the Jeep there yet. Nope. But we have been with the Tahoe. And if you end up going that to that area uh, with whatever, your truck or Jeep or whatever, and you don't have one of the whip flags that they require, you can either rent or buy them at the, uh, there's a couple little off-road stores that are right there in town. And you can get your permits there too, Yeah, right? you can buy the passes and stuff. Because you, you have to have the, uh, like the Michigan ORV pass and the uh, trail pass, I think, that they sell as like a combination, but... It's worth it, especially if you've never driven on dunes. How much are those flags? Why would somebody rent one? They can't be that much. I mean, it's probably 30 bucks or 40 bucks. What do you pay to rent it? I don't know. <laughs> 15 <laughs> Moving down the state, you have Muskegon area, and that's a beach town. It's a bigger, I'd say it's more, it's a city, pretty decent sized city. And we camped outside that before too in state land, right? Yep. And then we drove into Muskegon to the, some of the beaches. There's some good beaches there. I think there's even a dog park there. Yeah, we we found. I think we went there a couple times, um, and there was a pretty good dog beach there. Uh-huh. There's like a the main beach where there's no pets, and then just down the road is the uh, dog beach. And I, we were there for we were there all day. Remember one time we took a um, like a big canopy tent. I think it. Some of the people think that. You know, they have their fancy beach, and it's so mm. much better. And you dug, people can go down there. But actually, I thought our beach was great, and there yeah. was nobody there. It was amazing. <laughs> so the the non-dog beach was, like, packed full of people. Yeah. And then the be- the dog beach had, like, I don't know, five families on it. Yeah, and it's huge. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just funny to see that beach all packed full of people, and then, like, down the road, there's nobody. Yeah. And good dog people do clean up after their dog. So it was not a a dirty beach or anything. It was fun. Yeah, we were there all day. Yeah, we went there a couple different occasions. Next is Grand Haven. Yep, Grand Haven's just a little south of Muskegon. Um, And that's cooler. It's more of like a kind of, I mean, to me, it's more like a lake town. Mm -hmm. Lighthouses. They have the Coast Guard Festival there. Yep, and I think that's usually in August. And they have a it's a big festival. You know, they have all kinds of rides and activities and food and all that stuff. And then there's a ton of other small towns that we have not been to really. I mean, we've drove through them, but we haven't hung out in them like Holland. That's on the coast, I think. Like and Holland's the, cool cuz they have like the old uh windmill things. The old windmills. Wooden shoes. Yeah, they make wooden shoes. There's wooden shoes. Do they shoe really? Stuff. I yeah. just made that up. <laughs> no, they do. <laughs> and then also some other cool towns, St. Joseph and Benton Harbor. Those are in the southern part of the state. Yes, if if you move inland, like eastward, 
um, a little bit closer towards the center of the state in the southern part. Um, a couple big cities, Battle Creek and Kalamazoo. Those are cool. Like Kalamazoo is a big college town. There's all kinds of breweries and restaurants, good food, and a lot of stuff to do there. Um, and north north of that is Grand Rapids. So that's another big city over on the west side. Is Lansing on the west side? or? I guess Lansing would be like right in smack dab in the middle of the southern central part. So we should mention that too then. That's also a huge college town, a better college town. The best. The best. That's where the Spartans live and uh, play. Yep, in East Lansing, Spartan mm-hmm. Stadium. The best Michigan football team. So if you're interested in you know participating in some sports while you're here in Michigan, don't waste your time with anything else other than what you'll find in yep, East Lansing. Put on some green and white. Yep. <laughs> and then just going North Grand Rapids, that is a that's a fun town too to go in. A yeah, lot they of have like a um nightlife. They do a art fair, a huge art fair. People from all over the country go to that one in Grand Rapids, and they have like a lot of custom sculptures and metal art and stuff all over the the uh, town. Good pizza there. There's a lot of good pizza in Michigan. Yeah, I agree. So, compared to the rest of the country. I know it's uh, <laughs> Well, we can't say the rest cuz we actually have not spent time in Chicago, which is a second. Well, I don't know if I'd like that kind of pizza, but it is supposedly the best pizza, second best pizza, I think is what it said. Meh. <laughs> and then you uh, have New York, which is supposedly the best pizza. I know that's going to get everyone going, but... um, It just depends on what style crust you like, that's all. (laughs) I actually think I I would like New York pizza better. So we haven't really been there on our travels. We've been there before we started claiming states. Mm -hmm. Um, But on our claimed states, Michigan definitely has the best pizza. So I agree. Definitely get some when you're here. And as you go up through the center of the state, um, as you make your way north... There's all kinds of little towns that are very unique in the you know what they have to offer and stuff. Very popular places to go, more in the northern part of the um, state. Houghton Lake is a very popular destination. It's a huge freshwater lake. Higgins Lake, super pretty. And as you get up further north, like into Grayling and stuff like that and Gaylord, a um, lot of awesome river trips. You can float the river, like, kayak and canoe and raft. And it's not like out west where you go, you know, whitewater rafting. This is just <laughs> slow, slow, <paced>. easy <laughs> floats. The good thing is, though, you don't have to worry about anything poisonous biting you or yeah. uh, attacking you or anything. Yeah. And a lot of those rivers are, like, crystal clear. And they're swift enough to where, you know, you got a good current. You don't have to do a whole lot of work. You can just sit back. and Actually, some of the bigger rivers are on that side of the state. On the other side, there are some great rivers that we've had lots of fun on. But they're normally a little bit more shallow. Yep. And then you get Torch Lake, which is kind of over in the Traverse City area, a little bit further north. Named, like, one of the most beautiful lakes in the world. I don't think I've ever been there. What? Yeah. Wow. I've actually heard some bad things about it. 
Like you get, uh, what is that? They well, have a lot of. It's like a swimmer's itch or something. I don't yeah. Know. I know. I know people have have gone there. It's because of a. I think it's because of a snail or something that lives in the lake. But people go to the. There's a sandbar there that's super popular. Everybody congregates there, and it stirs it all up. And I think that's what some people get it from. But they have like a a burger barge that comes around while you're out at the sandbar. You can you know order food and drinks and all that. Oh, that's stuff. interesting. Yeah. That's cool. But Torch Lake is gorgeous. Even if you're just out, go out on a boat, if you don't swim or anything, on a clear sunny day, it's like emerald green or turquoise you That's know it's cool. like caribbean mm-hmm. yeah what's north of there then we get into like the petoskey area yep, right there's charlevoix and then petoskey and then north of petoskey's harbor springs which we've we used to make an annual trip up there in the fall um if you take m119 out of harbor spring north out of harbor springs you go through what they call the tunnel of trees and in the fall, you time it right with like peak fall colors, you're basically driving through a tunnel of like orange and red and yellow and green. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And I have some very good memories of that trip. That was really fun. We had Dexter. Yep. And the, the blue truck. Yep. <laughs> Kylie was a baby. I think that's some of our favorite cities for the west side of the state. We have others for the east side. We'll do that on the next podcast next week. Uh, And we'll also talk about Mackinac City on that one, which is its own little fun story. Um, But if you're coming to Michigan and you're going to the west side of the state, we highly recommend you check out some of those cities. But there are some other things that we think you should do. One of them, we have like a whole list actually, some bucket list items for you. Um, one of the things that I think is really cool is there is a byway. It's about 184 miles that goes along the coast of Michigan. And it actually goes to a lot of the cities we mentioned. So you could do this byway and knock off a lot of the stuff we mentioned on that list. Also along that li- on that byway is lighthouses. So Michigan has some, uh, what is it? Some of the most, most lighthouses in the country. Yeah. Well, it has, I think, the most shoreline out of any state. Okay. So they have a ton of lighthouses on both sides of the state, but Lake Michigan side is better because everything on Lake Michigan side is better. (laughs) Um, But there is a lighthouse in probably every city we mentioned. Yeah, I mean. Most of them, at least. Yeah, within just a two or three hour drive, you can hit a ton of lighthouses. So if you come to Michigan and you don't go to a lighthouse... You're missing out. They're actually pretty cool. Yeah. Some of them you can go into and walk all the way up to the top, and yep. some of them you can just walk around them. But there's a lot of history, a lot of cool stories to learn, uh, and I highly recommend doing a lighthouse. Yeah. Another thing I think you should do is spend at least a full day at one of the gorgeous beaches on Lake Michigan. Uh, we mentioned multiple that you can go to. Uh, but there's a whole bunch more. And, and all, all the beaches that we've mentioned, for the most part, I think pretty much all of them you can have dogs at. Yeah. Because we always have our dogs with us and, you know, we can't go to the beach if we don't have our dogs. And our dogs love it. Elsa loves the sand. Oh, she is insane on the sand. She, like, turns into, like, the biggest kid. Another thing we recommend doing for sure if you're here in the fall is to do that tunnel of trees. It is 
by far one of the coolest experiences that I think I've had. And that's a long M119. Yeah. Highly recommend that. Add it to your bucket list. I'll share a website um, that's a fall foliage prediction map. So you can look at every state and see what their prediction for peak colors is. And we, because we've done the M1, we've done the tunnel of trees and it was mostly green, like green mm-hmm. and some yellow. You know, they were just it's starting much- to turn. It, there's a lot of factors that go into it. If there's a lot of rain or if there's not rain or, you know, the temperature makes a big difference. So we've gone there when it was gorgeous and we've gone there when it was. Still pretty green and but fresh. But it was still looking. gorgeous. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a cool drive no matter what. The byways are amazing anyways. Um, and that's kind of a byway. I don't know if it's really considered one, but it's that strip. And they have a lot of shops along the way because they expect people to do that trip. Uh, but we highly, highly recommend you try and do that. We'll link that in the show notes at thefeolas.com slash 18. And then I have two other bucket list items, Tony. And then if you have any, you can mention them. One is hunt for Petoskey stones. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you'll never find them, it's fun to try. <laughs> Some people get really lucky and find a ton. Some people, yeah. And when you go, there are limitations on what you can take. I'm talking about in one to- at one time. Oh, at one time each going like, out. Okay, yeah, you can't go out to the beach and take 100 pounds of Petoskey stones right then and there. Okay. You'd have to break it up into four trips or okay. something. I don't know what the exact, but I, for some reason I, I'm thinking like 25 pounds of them. Tony shared a uh, countertop with me that was made out of Petoskey, sco- Petoskey stones. It was insane. Yeah. It's crazy. We've never found any, and that's because people are out there making countertops. <laughs> No, it just depends. If you go out and look for them and you don't, uh, if you don't find any, just wait for a good storm and then go back out because everything's different. It is worth still trying to find them. It's fun to to look in the shoreline and try to find them. And what is a Petoskey stone? What is a Petoskey stone, Tony? What it's makes a it so cool? Why are there so many? A lake with a coral reef. That's what it is. It's fossilized coral. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to <laughs> spit out, but I couldn't. I just had to drop some knowledge real quick. The other thing that I think you should do is hunt for Leland Blue in Leland. That's also a lot of fun. And go to the historic fish town, get some smoked fish. Mm-hmm. What are your bucket list items for Lake Michigan outside of the ones I mentioned? Charter a salmon fishing trip. Amazing fish <laughs> in Lake Michigan. Tr- lake trout and salmon and perch and all that good stuff too. White fish. Oh, something we didn't mention, something I didn't mention is when you spend that gorgeous day on the beach, you have to get in the water, go out as far as you can, and jump in the waves. Yep. <laughs> it is literally like the ocean. Those waves can get pretty big. and um, But even in swimmable times, like even when you're not supposed to, or when you are supposed to f- swim, the waves are still pretty big and they're fun to jump in. So you have to jump in the waves of Lake Michigan. Done it many times. And when... One time when we were beach camping, we had like decent amount of surf like at our shoreline. And if you've ever been out on the water and you hear just waves and it's kind of loud, I actually took the kayak out. I was probably like 100 yards offshore and it was dead silent. It was crazy the difference. So you're saying on the beach, it's really loud because all the waves were hitting. But once you got out, it was so quiet. Yep. It's interesting the thing when, when you mention stuff like that. Like I don't ever notice the silence. But because you always point that out, like that's something you always talk about. Mm-hmm. A little side story here. When we were in the 
the Badlands, the girl, it was, we were there late one night and the girls and I walked out on this like boardwalk and we were way away from the few people that were there. I mean, it was late at night, so there was barely anybody there anyways, but it was seriously so quiet. And I like just was sitting there taking in the silence and I thought of you because you always mention that. Aww. I know. So cute. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is what well, he's talking about. Bring, taking in the silence. Having a wife and two kids, I appreciate <laughs> silence when I get it. So I think that's it. That's, that's like Michigan. I mean, there's a lot of things to do that we didn't mention, but. There's a lot of things to do. Like if you hit like some of the smaller towns like Manistee and stuff. But these are some of our favorites that we've actually spent time and explored and tried the food and and i've done them multiple times so yeah but mainly uh, just get out to the beach it's the best yeah <laughs> it's and it's funny because when we went to indiana dunes maybe that's why we judged it so harshly is because uh we've spent many times in uh many adventures in sleeping bear dunes and you know silver lake and ludington and ludington you're driving along the highway and pretty much the entire, like, not highway, the main road there, the entire road is a beautiful beach that you can see, sandy beach, and it's, the lake is right there, and it's just gorgeous, and there's beach grass, but there's no overgrowth, you can park anywhere along the road for the most part, and, like, walk up and over and go out to the water, and it's so pretty, so worth it. Now, there is a lot of poison ivy. (laughs) Yep. So be careful of the poison Brought ivy. Brought some of that back with us one time. <laughs> but other than the poison ivy, it's just gorgeous, and it's totally worth it. And the Indiana dunes were pretty. Once you once you got out on the sand, it is pretty, uh, but it's yeah, just like not. Yeah, where we went, the Mount Baldy overlook and trail, it was very pretty. But I, I guess I was expecting the, the whole thing to be like that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And I guess kind of what is a little awkward is it's just, it's broken up into pieces. Like you have to drive through neighborhoods and through industrial complexes to get to the other part of the national park, which is just kind of weird. Yeah. You, when I go into a national park, I, you know, go through the gates and then I expect to be in the park and like experience that. Like I'm in the mode for that. Mm-hmm. And this is weird because we pretty much were had our seatbelts on and we're still going 55 through yep. most of the park. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a little awkward to me. I mean, even even the Tet- Teton National Park, that was a little confusing to me as well because the gates are set up so funky. Yeah. You kind of are like going in and out of gates all the time. Uh, and so that's just weird to me. I like to know that I'm in the park and then I'm experiencing the park, even though, you know, even outside the park is beautiful. It's just... I like to experience it. And this was totally split up and different in the houses. And I think that's why it's not as clean and stuff because even the people that work there are just like, it's all scattered out. Mm-hmm. You know, is this the city or is this the neighborhood or is this part of the national park? I don't know. Do we, yeah. do we clean this or do we not clean this? This week we have an awesome piece of gear that I want to talk about. Something that if you live in an RV, you can't live without. Or even if you don't live in an RV. Yes, true. But you definitely can't live without this if you want to fry a turkey or have a turkey on Thanksgiving. You need this. (laughs) So that is why we're doing it right now to give you plenty of time to get it before Thanksgiving. 
and the holidays. It's well worth it and you need it in your life. Who doesn't love new gear or fun gadgets? Let us share with you what's new to us. And loved. In the RV, our Jeep, and our new tech. It's not really new. We've had it for, what, two years? Mm -hmm. So we can give you a full review about how much we love this thing. Yeah. This is something that you had to talk me into. Mm -hmm. You didn't want it. No. And I love Thanksgiving. It's probably one of my favorite holidays. I love the big dinner and I love the family. And sadly, we don't get the family, but we actually Skype in with our family. (laughs) We sit the laptop at the table and we eat our dinner at the same time our family is eating their dinner and we Skype the whole time. It's actually kind of cool. I know you're thinking like that's super weird, but it's actually really funny and fun and we eat we eat sometimes people pick us up and carry us around and yeah (laughs) we eat a lot of the same foods and it's just it's a lot of fun so the number one thing i was super paranoid about is how are we going to cook our turkey we didn't have we had an oven but it was small uh we had like a standard rv oven gas oven with a stovetop which we never ever even ignited that oven a single time <laughs> we have a convection our oven but i don't even know if you can cook in that can you cook a turkey in that possibly? i wouldn't try yeah I mean, i'm sure it, people have but i wouldn't and then we had an instant pot but i wanted to cook even though there's four of us i wanted to cook like a turkey you know like a big turkey with bones and the smallest you can get those is what like 13 pounds or maybe a little smaller i don't know Either way, I didn't want it in the Instant Pot. The next option I had was we could get a fryer, but then we would have this, um, we'd have to like figure out the oil. We pretty much would be throwing away the oil. Yeah, you'd have to lug around gallons of cooking oil and... Or at least buy it for that special thing and then throw it out, which is not good. You normally use that for multiple dinners. So I was doing some Googling and searching and I ended up finding this thing called, uh, what's it's it? a char, charbroil brand. It's called the big easy oilless Turkey fryer. And it's amazing. It is. It's, it's a, it's propane and it's, um, it's like an infrared heat and we've made some of the best turkeys I've ever had. In Not this just thing. turkey, but let's just talk turkey for a minute. The very first turkey we cooked in it. I literally took a bite of it and was like, shut up. This is the best turkey I think I've ever had in my life. So moist. And it was good. It's good for you because it's not, it's like frying a turkey without the grease. Yeah. And you get an amazing skin on it. Mm-hmm. You get a fried awesome turkey flavor. skin. Very juicy and tender. I think the first one I made, I actually did an injection too. Um, but I, that's the only one I've ever done with like that. Yeah. The, the rest, rest of them, I didn't even need it. And it's been so good. And we cook a turkey for, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yep. But the other thing that we've had in it, which has turned out to be amazing is ribs. Yep. Some of our best ribs we've ever had. Yep. have also been cooked in this thing. Yeah. We've made baby back ribs in it several times. And... Just recently were the best ribs that I've made. I've had some hit and misses. It it takes a little, you know, getting used to. One thing you have to have is skewers to hold it up. So when we, we didn't have like the ski, you can get like different 
accessories for it. We'll link a couple. Well, let's go through what it what it comes with. Okay. So it's the um, it's the fryer itself. It's kind of like a kind of like a big can with a bunch of little pieces. It's got you know it's got a um, a knob on it for the gas flow. It's got an igniter on it. Super easy to light. It usually lights first click the first time. Every time. Um, it comes with a basket for whatever food you're putting in it. It comes with a thermometer. It comes with a lid, like a mesh lid. And then a little grabber to get the thing out, to get the little basket out. But then you can also get, you can also get like little wire trays to go inside of it for other things that you want to cook. Like I've seen people online cook wings and all kinds of like little you know, wings and drumsticks and stuff like that in it. You can cook roasts in it, which we never have, but I'll try one of these days. It does take up a lot of space. It's kind of big. That's really the only reason I was I didn't really want to get it in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Yeah, I'm glad we did. We should actually cook more in it. We should try some chicken in it and yeah. a roast in it. I think we should try those things for sure. Yeah. So when you cook a turkey, well, before I talk, talk about that the only thing you can buy extra accessories mm-hmm. for this and we'll link a few that we think that you should maybe think about but one is skewers to hold the baby back ribs up from like kind of falling down yeah this thing is like it actually looks like a fryer an actual turkey fryer so it stands up so when you put the ribs in they just kind of scrunch down and fall down yeah so if you can find a way to get them up that's the best um but when you cook a turkey in it, how long does it run? How much propane does it use? It doesn't use as much as I always think it does. Because um, usually if you cook a turkey, you're cooking it for two or three hours. And the ribs, I think the last ribs I cooked were two and a half hours. So, But it, it really doesn't use a ton of propane. I always usually top my tank off or exchange it before... I'm going to do a turkey just because I'm paranoid of running out of propane in the middle of it. Because that happened Because it's, it's happened to me <laughs> in the, with my grill and Blackstone and stuff, so. I think you can get, like, a little basket or something to go on top, right? That holds, like, potatoes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I think like that a roasting was, basket. Yeah. yeah, you can get a ton of different accessories, and I think there's even other lids that you can buy. Oh, possibly. Yeah, we will look into that, but um, one thing I would say is it's hot. It's very hot. The lid is very hot. It's a metal, metal like mesh lid, and it gets really, really hot. I know our kid ran out and grabbed a hold of it, <laughs> like the first time we had it. Yeah, and it wasn't even on that long. It was actually just warming up. I just turned it on and walked inside and came back out, and uh, the lid was on. Which usually you don't have the lid on until you're almost done cooking. And yeah, she grabbed it, and it was just like her fingertips. Didn't you just tell her not to? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kids, kids. But we will link this in the show notes. We have cooked just turkey and just ribs in it, but both of them have been amazing. Yep. We are going to cook some chicken and some roast. That's on the plan. Yep. (laughs) So. But I'll say, yeah, with Thanksgiving coming up, definitely pick one of these up. Like, just looking on their website, um, it's about 129 bucks. but I feel like we didn't even pay that for it. Yeah, I think we got a discount for it. I think we got it on Amazon. They might even have all bigger sizes. I don't know. You, If you have a house, you might be able to get the bigger size. I know ours. Um, this one can take up to a 16-pound turkey. But I think when we had, 
in Florida when we had a big dinner and we cooked for everybody, I think that turkey I cooked was 18 pounds. And it fit in there, no problem. So the way it fits in, it's kind of fitting in a basket. So if it's really, really tight, it might take off a little bit of your skin, which yeah. is kind of a bummer because it's my favorite part. But um, but other than that, it yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was pretty big. Mm-hmm. And if you live in a hot, they might have bigger one. I don't know if they have anything bigger. Um, but this is a, this is the biggest we could have. This takes up a whole garage pretty much, right, Tony? Yeah. What? Luckily, we have one that's like the perfect size that we didn't really have a good use for. So it's kind of it kind of worked out perfect. I have to say, you did good on this one. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so go to our website at thefailas.com slash eighteen and click on the link for this fryer and get one. They are amazing. You will not regret it. If you like ribs, if you like turkey, <laughs> both are great. And if you live in an RV, it's perfect because it'll be the best way you can cook it for sure. If you come to Michigan and you don't spend time on Lake Michigan area or the west side of the state, you can just stop following us because <laughs> you're not going to like anything we talk about. <laughs> that is by far the best the best part of Michigan, I think. One of them. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that and you were and you weren't catching on. <laughs> yes. The second is the Upper Peninsula. That's another great area and we'll talk about that on a different podcast. Different episode. Yep. And that's a wrap for West Side of Lake Michigan. Yeah, some of our favorite places on the west side, some of the some of our best destinations put it that way and if you're not following us please do it we're at the faolas on facebook and instagram and the show notes for this episode thefaolas.com slash 18 18 <laughs> see you later take it easy bye-bye we couldn't let you go a whole week without hearing our awesome voices all right let's hear it I remember that we used to camp right on the beach of Lake Michigan Uh and that the water was super cold and blue and the sand was super hot always and the sand was just like right outside our tent so it was like a big huge sandbox that I could go out at any time. All right, thank you. Thank you for making an appearance. Why aren't you on the podcast, by the way? Because we are at my Aunt Tara's house, and I'm playing with Aiden and Ava that I haven't seen in a year. Favorite part? Running up the big hill. Oh, and silver, or not silver, uh, Sleeping Bear Dune area. Yeah, um, and when I was running down, I actually flipped frontwards and lost my earring. Was that crazy, though? Was it scary when you flipped? Yeah. You were running so fast. I went right past Dad to Mom. <laughs> Even though he was right in front of the dune. That sand. It's like sandbox. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.